If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this super duper awesome episode of the Mind Pump. It's the uh, best. Look, for the first 43 minutes, uh, we talk about random current events and fun stuff. And then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. Here's what we talked about. We start out by talking about backseat drivers uh, and how annoying no they are. survivors. And uh, I'm sorry, honey. I talked about some stuff you do when we drive. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, Felix Gray blue blocking glasses. These are our blue blockers of choice. They don't turn everything orange and yellow. They're clear. They look good. And yet they still block the blue light that can prevent you from sleeping good or from damaging your eyes or causing headaches when you work in front of your computer. So here's what you do. Go to Felix Gray, that's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y, glasses.com forward slash mind pump, and you'll get free shipping and free returns. Then we talked about Justin's carne asada. Aye, hey, aye, aye. Sounds like a cool dance he does. He made it with uh, butcher box meat, which is grass-fed, high-quality meat sent to your door. The best quality meat that I've found. Um, and for the best prices. Oh, and by the way, if you sign up for ButcherBox now, you're going to get bacon forever. That's right. Bacon for life. Uh, crazy promotion. Oh, Here's what it. you do. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. Sign up. You'll get the bacon for life. Um, and uh, that's so it's basically free bacon in every single box for the life of your subscription. Oh, and you get $20 off your first box too. I think they're losing their minds. Then we talked about how Justin is looking for some meat sent to him in his email. He's actually <laughs> he's actually looking for male models. Hey, uh, slide me the DMs, yo. We N need some nudes, please. No, we need some male models for our upcoming maps programs and guides. If you're fit, functional, you got good mobility, um, and you don't mind coming to the San Jose area, and you're handsome. Okay, come on. Contact Justin. <laughs> Then we talked about a, ugly guys. We talked about an, an unknown pro physique competitor's uh, insane supplement stack. Shh. <laughs> he doesn't take all those supplements. Nah, he doesn't even listen. He's full of shit. Fine. Then I talked about a study talking about chronic inflammation and motivation, how chronic motivation reduces dopamine, which is probably why when you're inflamed, you feel like doing nothing. We gave a, our workout updates. Uh, you want to guess who's having the best workouts? It's me. Uh, then we talked about how gut bacteria is turning blood into type O. This is a breakthrough. Kind of crazy. Sounds uh, like magic. Adam talked about new cryptocurrency from Facebook. That's crazy. Oh, and by the way, our live event in Denver, uh, which was coming up, is now sold out. But we still have tickets available for San Francisco and Seattle. Just go to mindpumplive.com to get your tickets to meet us live. Then we get into the fitness portion of this episode. The first question, what's the best rest time between sets for building muscle? Uh, you'll be surprised with the answer in that part of this episode. Hmm. Next question, if you wake up with a kink in your neck or your shoulders, is it okay to prime and work out through the soreness or should you just not move? May have been that kinky stuff. Next question, how can you tell whether a study is BS or not? Like, how can you find the right studies to pay attention to? And how can you find the wrong studies that you should ignore? And the final question this person's talking about Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson both going down with serious injuries. Is it the trainer's fault? Do we blame the NBA? 
Like we have a nice discussion here about sports ball and all Dude. the injuries that happened. In oh yeah, Sal sounded like a real like ESPN sports announcer. <laughs> Isn't that right there. great? It was amazing. Isn't that great? Also, this month, our most effective muscle building, strength building, metabolism boosting program, Map Strong. This is a program designed. It's different than your traditional bodybuilding type workouts. It's hard, but you can do it in a gym. It is awesome, extremely effective. Listen, it's fifty percent off. Half off this month only. Here's what you do to sign up. Go to mapsstrong.com, M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com, and use the code STRONG50, S-T-R-O-N-G-5-0, for the discount. Make sure you do it now. Justin and I were serenading Rachel this morning. Wow. We were. That's uh, We we missed our, our third wheel. Trying to get someone to quit. Working here or what? What's going on? She said I actually had. A she appreciated it. Fantastic. Voice. You're her boss too. Yeah. Of course you didn't see. Yeah, it was, it was harmony. Yeah, it's funny. I give her a raise right after yeah. that. I don't. She's like, Adam, you, you, I know Sal says your voice is terrible. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing it gets recorded on the podcast and you can hear it yourself and you know. <laughs> you know I feel like it's got better though. You know, huh? Like he his, his pitch. You know, it's increased. A Lessons bit. are paying off. Yeah, Lessons are paying off. No, I think it's funny. I think it's some my ex. My I've never talked crap about her. But about to right now, uh, not not the she, greatest singer. No, t- bro. Like for actually for the first few years I was married to her, I thought that she was pretending. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she would sing a song. Yeah, and I I think like oh she's just trying to sound like you know some people make fun of voices Dude. and stuff. And I thought for sure she was pretending. And I remember it was like a few week, few years into our marriage, she was singing and I kind of laughed. Yeah, and she's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because yeah. you know the way you're singing. Yeah, you, you're messing around, right? <laughs> the way you're singing. No, you're messing around. I'm like, the way you're singing. She's like, what yeah. do you mean? You're making fun of me? And I'm yeah. like, and then it dawned on me. Like, oh, wow. That's how terrible like, you I'm are. I'm trying hard. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No idea. Dude, that's so funny. That reminds me of a girlfriend I had. Uh, and thankfully, Courtney's like, she could pass. But like this girl before that, we'd drive these long drives because she went to Cal Poly. And uh, as we're driving home, I hear something on the radio, like Weezer or something, like Say It Ain't So comes on. And I start singing. We're all having a good time. And then she sings like, Say It Ain't So. Yeah. Like, like really like just like off and all over the place. And I was like, was that serious? Like, were you really trying there? Uh-huh. We yeah. should we should tell old girlfriend stories, dude. I was thinking, that reminds me, I've dated this girl who, uh, <laughs> I just, I was just thinking of like long drives. And I remember- Oh, she, some of those are fun. I remember the first time she ever drove us somewhere, this girl I dated, Jimena. And she uh, would fucking brake check. Like, have you ever been with someone who does that? Oh like, my God. Hard? No. Like, the li- someone who could be like a half a mile in front of you yeah. and their lights go on and they, they yeah. brake hell hard. You're doing like 65, 70 in the fast lane and oh. they see they see the car in front, like just the lights come on and then they brake check every oh single time. Oh my God, drive me crazy. Oh, the whole, tr- we were on our way to, I think we went to a, a Warriors game. So it was like an, I don't know, like an hour commute during one of, this, uh, one of these weekdays. Man, I remember. I'll, I remember thinking too. After that, I was like, I will never go anywhere with that girl again. Driving yeah. somewhere, it was the whole time. Like my palms are all sweating from gripping oh, the seats. I've had that. Well, they're in the passenger seat, and they see things like happening. You know, fifty, hundred yards away, and they're like, "Whoa, my God, yeah. you gotta stop!" And oh. like grab my arm, like, "What? What's yeah. going? I'm I, slowing down." Does that okay? That's every time I drive. Yeah. Does that? Does that? <laughs> does that infuriate you? Like it infuriates yes. me? Uh, because I'm here's like, what. Calm down. Here's, yeah, you're driving, and then they freak out. 
and then it instantly causes you to get that visceral reaction. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. And then you're yeah. like, what? Oh, the car? Nothing. Way the fuck up there hit the yeah. brakes? Yeah. There's everybody. a guy riding the bike over there. Yeah. Everybody calm down. Like, everybody yeah. needs to relax. <laughs> now, Jessica, like, does not like it that I hit my brakes, and she's going to disagree with me when she hears this mm. appropriately. No, no, no. I got to hit the brakes <laughs> way the fuck before yeah. the car is going to slow. So she's like, don't you watch the brakes. I'm like, listen, we got way, we got hella time. Oh, she does that? Yeah. Oh, she wow. I'll go crazy totally, she's a backstreet driver. She, I guarantee she's listening right now angry because uh, she's like, <laughs> no, you don't hit him. <laughs> hey, one more time, you're riding in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten to fights over it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because I'll get mad at her and then she'll tell me Dude. I'm not I'm driving right. And we Thank God Courtney doesn't have pedals like you know remember when you're in driver's ed and, and then the other person like the instructor next to you had yeah. pedals she they pushes could, like, in the floor dude that used to, do you see I, her do that she stomps at one point <laughs> when i was i remember i was i was driving on one of those getting my hours in and i was driving through town in capitola and there was a stop sign like happening like maybe 20 yards from me and so i've started to slowly slow down and then she stomps on it and we stopped like 10 yards away from even where i should have stopped where the line was and I was like, what was that? You weren't even paying attention. <laughs> I'm like, of course I was paying attention. I was slow, gradually slowing down. Uh, and so after that, I didn't even put my foot on the brake. I was just wait. I'm like, are you going to brake? <laughs> no, I didn't did. I didn't pass that day. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, she, didn't mark, she didn't mark me off as like hours. That's hilarious. What a jerk. Oh, I wanted to, Katrina, anyway. Katrina's pretty good. She Every once in a while, she'll do the... You know, scream out loud or get freaked out because she sees something mm -hmm. that maybe I didn't see or I saw it. I just did wasn't scared of it. I saw it coming. But what she does really well is that after she does that, she she knows because I probably have a look on my face like a real irritated look. But after she does that, because it does, it tenses you up. Bad, right? Really bad. And then I'll look over at her, especially when it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's like, oh, you saw some guy, some cyclist, two blocks up or whatever. She normally immediately goes like, "I'm sorry, sorry, I just." Oh no, driving is a, yeah. is, a is a point of tension for for Jessica and I. Like she she'll like to put her foot up on the dash. She's real flexible, right? So she likes to oh, Peter. Yeah. And I, I tell her, I said, do you know what would happen? You're just if, thinking of her leg breaking. Yeah, I'm like, if we crashed and the airbag came out and your foot was on top of there, do you know where your foot would end up, your yeah. leg? You would end up with, your hip would end up with next to your ear. <laughs> Don't yeah. put your feet up. And she's like, well, then don't look at your phone. I'm like, but I'm at stoplight. And then we argue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? A day in the life, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all, it's all I good think time. we all have that. Yeah. yeah it's, anyway, it's how it goes. anyway, so, you know, um, uh, I was at home the other day and I couldn't find my Felix Grays and I had this old pair of blue blockers. And so I put them on and it made me realize like, those other blue blockers suck. They're fucking the orange tint that they have. You can't see oh, it like, distorts everything. Watching TV is a pain in the ass in them because everything then turns orange. Can you explain the difference of that? Because we actually, ju I just got a DM and I, I promised that I would, I would look it up and I, I, re I reached out to Rachel. I actually think she sent something over to me and I didn't get a chance to open it about that because I, I've gotten messages before. Why is it these blue blockers uh, don't have orange lenses? Well, the the way that the 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 less, um, I should say, the less quality or the, the the cheaper type of blue blocker glasses work is they use like a really heavy yellow or orangish tint that will block blue light. So that's how they block the blue light. They have this really, really heavy tint. So you put them on the really, they're the really dorky orange looking glasses where the whole world looks orange because you're blocking out the blue light. But the way that Felix Grey works and the reason why they're blowing up is they developed this proprietary lens that uses this pigment that's naturally occurring in uh, in human eyes, and they're able to integrate them into the lens 
that blocks the blue light but doesn't change the color of what you're seeing. Oh, that's cool. So, so like, uh, so Felix Gray's got two types of glasses, right? They have the daytime ones and the nighttime ones. The daytime ones block out uh, a decent portion of the blue light that you're going to get from electronics, but not too much. And what I mean by that is you want to block out a lot of blue light when you're getting ready for bed, but you don't want to block out all the blue light when you're up because then it tells your brain to fall asleep. In fact, if you wear really, really powerful blue blockers all day long, you'll find that you're kind of sleepy throughout the day. So their daytime ones are designed for day use. They're designed to be able to work on a computer, avoid eye strain, avoid headaches, avoid some of the damaging effects of blue light without making you feel like you're going to fall asleep. The nighttime ones are the strong ones that block out more of the blue light. Those are the ones that tell your brain uh, that you're, you know, it's time to to get ready for bed. Those are the ones I use mostly because um, I'm not on a I'm not on a computer every single day. When I am, I'll wear the daytime ones, but at night I wear the the, the you know the stronger ones to tell my brain. To I've gotten in the habit of wearing the daytime ones a lot. In fact, someone someone messaged on my, one of my Instagram posts because I wear them quite often now. Anytime that we're well, they look wor- good too. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're stylish, and the fact if I'm working, I'm always on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like staring at, and the, to me that strains my eyes more than anything is staring at that little screen. That's worse than even the computer or the TV. I feel like so yeah. I try and always now. I mean, I'm not wearing them right now. We're not on computers and stuff like that, but I, I've got them with me. And if, when we sit down, and if I start doing work on my phone or the computer, I'll put them on in the daytime and I'll wear them all day. And then when it comes, when the sun goes down, I switch over to my dark ones. No. I got to get better at that. Yeah, because I've uh, you know stopped the habit of even wearing my glasses, like when I'm reading my phone and on, when I'm on the computer and my eyes, like even just reading the screen here in the studio, like I can't like really make it out very well anymore either. Well, you actually didn't you order uh, just recently the yeah. prescription ones, didn't you? Yeah, I'm waiting for that to come in. I, I can't wait because then. You know, I can get uh, maybe a little bit less of that eye strain from the blue light specifically, and also like because I need I need glasses, dude. I have mm. to like admit that I'm old and fucking my eyes are shitty. Do you guys see that they're also uh, they made them, they're making them for kids now? Yes, that's and, so cool. And so the, here's the crazy thing: I remember, see, it was like three years ago when um, people were talking about uh, you know wearing glasses to block blue light, and you know three four years ago I thought it was hokey, I'm like whatever, stupid. I'm not gonna wear glasses, whatever. But then the science was coming out, and like the melatonin production alone um, can be cut down by more than half by because you're being exposed to blue light mm. before going to bed. Simply wearing blue blue light blocking glasses will dramatically, in some cases, increase your melatonin production by something like ninety percent. Now, why is that important? Well, melatonin is a hormone produced when you're sleep. It's anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory. It's essential for quality sleep. It's an essential hormone. Now, children, I would surmise, are even more susceptible to, just like they are to anything else. They're just more sensitive. Mm. Um, and kids nowadays are on electronics oh, all the damn time. Oh, they're bombarded with them. So I give my kids adult, I have the adult Felix Grace. They didn't have the kids' ones. So yeah. my kids wear the big ones whenever they're watching TV or whatever at night. Oh, that's great. So now that they have, kids. Yeah, dude, it's important because kids are on these fucking, they're on these screens all the time. Yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah, uh, it's not necessary. Some people don't go to sleep, but you may be one of these people that get goes to sleep and wakes up and is like, I don't, I don't need to worry about blue light. I go to sleep. You don't realize that there's a difference between quality sleep and right. just regular sleep, right? And you don't notice the difference until you experience quality sleep, and then you wake up and you go, Oh, that's different. Like oh, I feel yeah. way more rested, 
way different than you know how I did before. Just still that like uh, that subtle subconscious alertness, like you don't even realize it's still there. Like before you're trying to sleep, it reminds me of um, like when when I would take a client and I'd have them clean up their diet, and then they would go eat out with their friends and eat shitty food or whatever, and be like, and then they come back and be like, man, I felt terrible after eating that pizza, like. You know, I don't. Why did I feel so bad eating that pizza? I'm like, that's how you used to always feel. You just didn't yeah. realize it because you were always in that state. So I think people have such. I think we're chronically. We have just chronic terrible sleep. Most people, you, even just because you knock yourself out <laughs> because you're, you know, taking a sleeping pill or because you're so exhausted that you fall asleep, doesn't mean you have quality sleep. There's a big difference. And trust me, when you start experiencing the, the other side, mm-hmm. way different. And I bet you that that. <laughs> Bad sleep is probably, for a lot of people, one of the major reasons why they feel anxious or depressed. Like, mm-hmm. I know I do. If I don't get good sleep, I start to notice I'm feeling just irritable or whatever. Oh, it bleeds into everything you're doing. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Dude, so. you know what I love about summer? Uh, grilling. Like, I, <laughs> dude, outside, it's finally, like, warm outside. I can finally get in my element, dude. I don't have, like, a real fancy one set up like you, Adam, or anything, you know? It's still, like, running the little Weber. Are you using charcoal or do you use the gas? I charcoal. Oh, God, Just that's the dude, best. Just because the flavor, though, right? It is. Like, I don't know. There's something, like... Doesn't it take a long time to set up and stuff, though? Yeah, it does. I have one of those... Uh, Coffee uh, cans? Yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck you call it. But, yeah, you put all the um, coals in there and then light it with the uh, newspaper. And I, I do it the old school way. Uh, so I don't use a lot of liar fluid or any of that kind of stuff. So what do you do? You light it. See, I'm, I'm an idiot because I don't really know what the hell it is. You light it in the little can thing. How long does that take? Yeah. So that probably takes maybe like five, 10 minutes for it to, you know, if all the coals get nice and hot and then you put it in and then you put the grill over the top and then I clean the grill and do that whole thing. Oh, that's it? Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm going to get a Weber. It's super simple, dude. I mean, you can take these things to the beach. Bro, you should probably start with like a gas. First. I do have gas. Okay. Yeah, that's what I use. Uh, yeah. Gas it's, is like just hit like I don't know if you're ready. Night I don't know if you're ready for the Weber yet. Yeah. Well, I, well it tastes so much Your better. Your hands get dirty. So it I does. Don't know, dude. It takes a little more skill, yeah. though. Yeah. What'd yeah. you cook up? So I got, uh, so the flat iron steak from butcher box they have i just ordered that dude you know what's great to do with that was uh like carne asada and i courtney uh. had this idea of like um you know doing that and putting the marinade on it so you know olive oil like garlic cloves like all kinds how of long did you leave leave in it there. in the marinade for uh we leave it in there for a couple hours so she did that ahead of time okay. and then i took it out and so there's there's a few strips of it. it wasn't like one big long so sometimes we'll go to the grocery store and we'll get like a really flat you know, like skirt steak or something like that. That's yeah. a, a big piece. Um, so what was nice was actually there, there was a couple. I had like three or four of them. And then I took them out. And then so what you do is you char both sides. And it, it cooks pretty fast because it's a, it's a thin piece of meat. Right, right. Uh, but, dude, oh, the flavor and everything. And like, it just like. What did you use it? I mean, did you just cut it up and eat it regular? Did you mix it with anything? Or would you? What yeah, else? so when you cut it, too, you kind of cut it at a, at a diagonal. Yeah. And then you kind of shave it off the top and, and, and chop it down like that. And then we just put it in tacos. I was going to say, yeah. you, so you did tacos. Yeah, we did oh. tacos. And then and did Do you guys it. do the soft or the hard? Uh, it's personal questions. Oh wow! Yeah. It's a personal question. He's like he's twelve. Uh, yeah, I like kind of like it's soft, and then it yeah starts <laughs> off soft. <laughs> starts off soft. Yeah. There's nowhere to read. corn, dude. Well, you can't recover from. I that, can't. I'm sorry. I fucked myself on that one. Uh, but yeah, like I, it, it's I'm trying to stay away from all flour and all that shit with the uh, you know my my issues. So yeah, we had um we had some good uh corn tortillas that, that we put on there and mm. did you see my awesome. did you what are the macros on on flank is supposed to be one of the leanest ones right adam uh i don't know if it's one of the leanest 
Uh, no, it's not. Filet would be a filet no. mignon. It would be one of the the leanest mm. that you're. Yeah, there's of. some fat, but it's there, it's, but... it's it's. I mean, I guess it's it's leaner than ribeye, right? I love flank. it's le- it's leaner than tri tip, but it's it's not like a filet lean or like a top sirloin lean. Those are those are leaner cuts than that. Is. I love flank. That's Dude. when you go to a, eat at like a breakfast place and mm. they'll they'll give you steak and eggs. Oftentimes the steak is flank, right? Yeah, oftentimes I would mm. think. Yeah, dude, but I, I forgot all about carne asada, like because we we ordered all the time over at Luna or something like that, and I'm just like, dude, uh, when you make it yourself, totally different story. Oh, do man. you guys both follow my my brother in law Tom? Do you guys follow him on Instagram? Mm, or yes. No? Uh-huh. Did you see what he did yesterday? Did you see I saw what, his big ass like the, thing of meat? Yeah, eight hours <laughs> he cooked. Man, he got down on the, his tacos. Yeah. Is he using Butcher Box too, or is he going with the regular? I gotta ask Cassie if they use Butcher Box. I don't know if they do or not. I know they have. Like, I don't know if that cut was from Butcher box but i know that she's used it before so I'm, yeah. i've gotten now to the point where i'm quite uh i can perceive now the quality of meat pretty dang well without knowing like i ate over my parents house for father's day and my dad grilled up just a bunch of grocery store you know meat or whatever grain fed whatever yeah and you can i can tell now now i Uh-oh. can tell i look at it and, I, and now i'm starting to associate the grass fed with just better yeah so now i'm not Although grain-fed meat is- It's just, a different taste. It tastes good, right? Yeah. The fat, it's got more fat in it and stuff, but it's. It, I'm starting to look at it and realize it's not as good. The quality isn't oh, as good. Oh, yeah. I've grown to appreciate it for sure. Yeah, like totally. box quality. Dude, quality meat, let me just tell you something. Like I've uh, been looking out, reaching out recently for uh, you know some quality meat for our MAPS programs. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, dude? I'm just saying. What? I need to find a that guy. Was, that, was an, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that was an incredible transition yeah. right Whoa. there. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for some quality meat out there. Uh, uh, no. Like I've been having a hard time because um, I mean we have good models that have come through and helped, but uh, I have like some some good female models I've used that are very consistent, and you know the guys are inconsistent. So I've been like trying to like slide the DMs to some dudes. So we uh, need we need some male models for to shoot for our maps program. Yeah, what kind of look are we looking for right now? Pretty much like a superhero. Okay. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, well, this I, is my problem. I don't know how to articulate well, it. Well, functional. athletic. Functional. Athletic and functional. Functional, athletic. Like, you got to have yeah. good mechanics. Like, um, you got to obviously be, like, just living, breathing fitness. Well, so. that's what I feel like has been the ch- biggest challenge yeah. is... Uh, yeah, because we'll get the muscular models and they have terrible mobility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wait, now we're looking... Now, uh, we pay them, so people need to know this. We're paying models. Where, are they, where should they contact if they're interested? Um, They should contact... Contact. I'm give, me your, go. give me your cell phone number. I know. I like, <laughs> hey, if you got me, 408 555. No, 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 no. I'm like, uh, I guess you could email me, Justin at, at mindpumpmedia.com. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and, and these are models for the I'm maps. I'm throwing a casting call are we, out there. Are we doing this for maps? programs or for the guides or all yeah all all in general i mean so we, we've been on kind of a mission to reface everything make it all kind of look a little bit more uh presentable to the mass mass market out there and, and compete with your beach bodies and everything else that exists out there so we're trying to up our game and so uh, i'm just looking for you know the good fit for that but, so they should uh, email you like yeah. pictures right yeah <laughs> if i'm sliding you guys the Prefer- dm prefer- dude prefer- preferably nudes yeah it's all business related okay <laughs> Like, don't get all excited. <laughs> hey, well, speaking of uh, beef and male models, I have some. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, more. I, Let's keep going I, this direction. I've, I've got some beef for you. Now, listen to this. This is like, uh, this has got to be one of my pet peeves right here. Oh, right? yeah. I like it when Adam's <clears throat> irritated. I do. This is just, this is just like, and, and I, I always wonder, like, how many 
fucking people like really fall for this and and actually buy into this shit. And I, I for a, I, I don't spend very much time when I come across this because I just don't have time to fucking hate on somebody and what they're doing. But I did read a few of the comments to see are people like buying into this bullshit or what. So I'm gonna read like literally verbatim a post you know made by a men's physique champion right who is now picked up I don't know his second or third maybe the fourth since I've known him uh, supplement line that he's running and. The, the, the caption is, I've been getting a handful of DMs that people ask me what new sub stack is now that now that I'm taking, which is probably a bunch of horseshit. Nobody's DMing you. <laughs> yeah, <asking. right. laughs> Nobody asked you, bro. Yeah, right. Nobody asked you what you're taking, right? But here's, here's what it is. Upon waking up, listen to all this, and then you guys give me feedback, right? Upon waking up, one scoop of BCAA EAA cotton candy. One pill of... <laughs> One pill. Oh no, bro! You better I'm hang sorry, on. I'm hang sorry. on tight here, okay? Okay. This is just upon waking up. Okay, <laughs> that's already good. Right. Upon waking up, one scoop of BCAA EAA cotton candy. One pill of shredded as fuck best fat burner available. <laughs> Two pills of Alpha natural testosterone booster and estrogen blocker. Pre workout, three quarter scoop of Amped AF. Warning, very strong. One scoop of Atabolic. One scoop of Pumped as fuck. Then they're going into intro workout. Intro workout, one and a half scoops, atabolic, key for massive pumps. Then it's post-workout. Post-workout's two scoops of whey isolate, one scoop of BCAA, and then pre-bed, one scoop of rested as fuck, grow while you sleep. Yeah. Oh, my God. You yeah. might as well just keister that. You just gave me diarrhea. Jeez. <laughs> that, that is, first of all, who is it? I don't want to it's, as fuck. It's a men's physique champion. It's got to be. Is it? I'm not going to say who. I'm not, my 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 reason of bringing this that up is was, a champion stack. I'm heard. sure people listening right now. I'm sure someone. Could it could be them. any number of them because a lot of them are idiots. So right. it, first of all, so no. What you want to do? Just like take everything. Yeah. First of all, no. You don't take all that stuff. I like how he says testosterone booster because he's on fucking steroids. Yeah. And yeah. why would you take a testosterone booster? A natural testosterone. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he doesn't take all. That stuff and all that stuff. If you took all of that in one day, you would wreck your gut, dude. You would wreck destroy. your gut. Yeah, no, it's garbage. I BCAA, you got the BCAA. cotton candy BCAs though. Yeah, well, I mean, that. there's here's the thing in this, right? Like, whatever pre workout, uh, you know, to each their own. We've talked about that before, but you can't say his name, huh? The way I don't need to. I already know like half the people. <laughs> half the people read this guy's post for sure. I'm with Schmidt. He's got he's got a fucking million plus followers, but you've got you've got. You're taking first of all branch chain amino acids. We've Carlos covered we've co we've covered this before. <laughs> Justin, stop it. We've covered this before. Okay, branch chain amino acids, uh, borderline complete waste of money no, unless unless you're not eating protein, right? That yeah. makes sense. Which we're this person's definitely not missing protein. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? This no person's way. not missing protein at all. So and you're and you're taking it twice in a day. That's just ridiculous. Then the Does very he just have like a huge funnel that he the, just like pours it all in his face. The very next supplement is. Fat burner, which stop. Yeah, uh, fat burner still exists. They don't. Yeah, they, they don't I, do I, shit. I, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. abs absolutely crap. Then you take a natural test booster, which we've discussed before. If you don't have abnormally low testosterone, right? You are. If you don't have abnormally low, then a natural testosterone booster will do absolutely nothing for you. Yeah. So especially if you're this guy, and I well, know who it is now because I found him who is on anabolics, a lot of anabolic steroids, taking a testosterone booster makes absolute zero sense. Zero sense. None. Nothing. None whatsoever. He's lying. And then, so then you have, then you have the pre-workout. Okay, whatever. Caffeine, yeah. get, get high. Stimulant time. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. 
Uh, one scoop of Atabolic. I don't know what Atabolic is. It's pre-workout stuff. Oh, I looked up the ingredients. Ada, like it's A-T-T-A? A- no, A-D-A. Oh, yeah, A-D-A. I got The ingredients Ada. are, uh, it's got bullshit in it, artificial sweeteners. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Yeah. And uh, promise, uh, false dreams. <laughs> and promises. Full, yeah. full false yeah, dreams. So that's, that's basically what you get. And Mu- then, muscle deflator. And then it's uh, probably a nitric oxide thing because it's called pumped as fuck. Mm. Um, great branding here too. Yeah, this is there's a lot of as fucks in there. And then intro workout, uh, one and a half scoops of Atabolic. Uh, again, more for I guess more of this pump stuff. So you you uh, the scoop you took before the workout wasn't enough. You got to take it halfway through the workout again to get more of it. Mm. And then the post workout, two scoops of whey. I mean, I can get down with some whey protein. That's fine. But then another scoop of how funny is this? Two scoops of whey isolate after you've already taken your BCAs this morning, and then you're gonna run back BCAs again after that. Like, what are you doing? Nothing. He's not doing any of that. And, All he did was. And the, then don't forget, you're taking one scoop of rested, which I'm assuming is your casein protein for mm. slow absorption. No, it's probably got like drinking recovery cocaine. Let me guess, it's got arginine and L-dopa. And other things that are supposed to increase your, you know, serotonin or whatever while you're sleeping, it's all garbage. Hilarious, though, yeah, right? dude. You know That's what like it is? So much. Here's right? what these guys do. Please, this is 100 percent what they do. Okay, and if if you're one of these guys and you're like, eh, I'm so angry, mind pumps talking shit. Please contact me. We'll talk about this. We'll record it. Um, so you could try to defend yourself. Uh, I promise you'll sound like an idiot though. But whatever, I'm warning you. So let's go and get, well, let's go no, and do this. No but 100 percent, what they do is. They try to figure out ways to throw in as much shit as possible in one day. Yeah. And so they're like, this is what I use throughout the day. And it's like they named every supplement from this company that's sponsoring them. And I, I want to be clear that uh, I think me sharing that part of, why, part, part of why I wasn't trying to roll the person, the name under the bus, is I wanted to use an example of somebody I know that has millions of people that are looking up to him because there was a day when I was one of those kids. There was a day that I was 19 years old. And I was looking at somebody who had a physique that I was abs- I admired and I and I wanted to look like and I was working my ass off in the gym. Mm-hmm. And if he told me that he was taking all those supplements, I too would think that I need to take those supplements if I one day want to look like him. So the purpose is not to hate. The purpose is not to talk shit or throw shade on somebody else and how they how they do business or how they make money, even though I think it's a fucking terrible way to have to make money. But it's really more to enlighten the kids that are following these pages, thinking that these things really matter. Like these, these things do not matter. All the clients that I've ever trained and all the results that, and bodies that I've sculpted and changed over the 20 years, none of them, none of them have, have ever been because of supplements. Mm-hmm. Because I got my clients taking some pre, post-workout, int- none of that mm-hmm. at yeah. all. You're selling pipe dreams. No, it's just- it's. How it's- would you- Now, imagine this. Imagine some 17-year-old kid is, is following this, this moron and is like, oh, okay, I need to take all this stuff. And so what they do is they take- Exactly that. They, they they saved up their money. Yeah. They buy, I don't know how much that's going to cost. Which is exactly going to happen. Yeah, $500 worth of supplements or whatever. And they take it all. Now, let me ask you guys and be honest. Do you think they're going to feel good taking all those supplements every day? No way. Do you think their health is going to get better or do you think it's going to get worse? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, here and there it's not a problem. But you throw that much shit at yourself with just a bunch of fillers and artificial sweeteners and shit and you do it all day long, Yeah. you're going to fuck your gut up. I'm speaking from personal experience. Well, that's I what know. I think, and I think that the the passion behind all this, and I just want to, I, I, I'm, I want people to understand that it's not, uh, 
I think when even hearing you guys right now, I'm listening to you get all fired up and it's like, it's not coming at the person as much as it is like there's, there's passion behind that because we all fucked ourselves up doing that and spent a lot of wasted money when I didn't have the money to waste. Like, and that's kind of what I tell people now. It's like, Hey, if you got fuck you money and you want to throw away $500 and you're not worried about your gut health and you're what, and you want to try things out then Hey, to each their own go for it. But do not think that you need to take any of that stuff to build an incredible physique. How, you, can, you can never take any of that and and train correctly, eat correctly, and you'll build just as good of a physique. Now, not as good as physique as the guy who we're talking about right now because he is on tons of anabolics, so you would have to also take anabolics. But let me tell you, his diet, his discipline, and his anabolics is the, is the reason he looks that way. It's not because anything to do with any of those supplements. You could pull all those supplements out. You would notice his, a difference. Keep his training the same, keep his diet the same, and his steroid stack the same, and he would look exactly the fucking same. Could you imagine if you took all the money that you spent as a kid on oh, garbage man. like that and you invested it in like a good training coach? You yeah. imagine if you hired a strength coach, like or someone a, was, or a down payment on a house? Yeah, first, exactly. Yeah. You would have you would have <laughs> saved money, first of all, because it would have been cheaper, and you would have gotten way better results. Or even if you just invested in a good fitness program or you spent it on like a really good gym with a personal trainer or something like that or just quality food. Like, hey, let me think. I'm spending $200 a month on supplements. What if I took that $200 and bought like steak? I just, you know what I, mean? I, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just can't wait until it, it it dies that it doesn't make sense for those guys to post like that because the reason why it exists is because the consumer keeps spending the money. Yeah, it works. Because somebody is using his code and buying $500 of supplements every single month and that's happening to probably hundreds of people are continuing to do that and it's funding it's funding these people and it's it's making a case for while these supplement companies keep pushing it, while these these young Instagram celebrities keep using it as a way of making money, is because you got y'all keep buying it. Like once everybody stops buying it and buying into the bullshit, it'll die. But until we we get savvy and we learn that it has nothing to do with their results, that stuff's going to keep happening. So we want to buy it, bro, yeah. because we want we want the pill that does all that shit. You want to believe so badly that the answer to your problems is just an, a scoop. Yeah. Of you know, scoop of away. cotton candy powder, <laughs> just, just away. the pill away, you know? like <laughs> just you know, snore like, and blow. Like you know what's crazy? Like I've been trying to work out for years, and I just can't build any muscle. And you know what's crazy? I discovered the answer, and the answer is in this tasty cotton candy flavored drink on <laughs> oh top of it. God. Oh my god! You know it's not going to happen, but gotta, we want to believe it. From cotton candy, we want to believe it so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then the worst thing about it is. People are going to spend all their time and money thinking that's important and not spending time and money on the things that really are important. And so then they end up with with not just not getting good results, but they actually end up with with health problems as a result. Speaking of poor health, just read this fascinating article on chronic inflammation. Um, Trip off this, right? So you know when you're you're feeling kind of sick and inflamed, Mm. how you just want to stay at home and you don't want to do much and don't want to move or whatever? Evolutionarily speaking, scientists think this is this makes sense. Like if you're sick, it makes sense to isolate yourself so that you don't spread the disease to other people. And this is why we we do this. But they're trying to figure out why. Like what is what are the the actual mechanisms that are happening? And they find is that chronic motivation reduces dramatically reduces dopamine in the brain. So if your health is kind of off and you've got slightly elevated levels of 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 inflammation, because of poor diet or lack of sleep, your dopamine levels are pl- plummet. 
Hmm. And you'll find that you'll be less productive, less motivated, because dopamine is what gives you that drive to want to do things. Hmm. And you'll find that you just, uh, that low, uh, chronic inflammation just makes you less motivated overall. Well, as it too doesn't want to like expend energy in, in other directions and conserve it all to really kind of fight the, the inflammation I think internally? It's, I think your body needs more energy to heal hmm. um, rather than giving you energy to do other right. things. But um, I mean, crazy, right? So if you, you know, if you're somebody and you're like thinking to yourself, like I used to be such a motivated person, I used to be so driven, and for whatever reason, I just don't feel like I used to. Mm. Um, I would examine your overall health and see if things like getting better sleep, getting better diet, lowering your your nat- naturally lowering your inflammation, it will get that natural you know, feeling of motivation and drive to go back. This up. is how I felt yesterday, man. I felt uh, I just was I didn't have any motivation. I came home. And ideally, I've found that like it's best for me to before I even head home to get my workout in here, or else it's really tough to motivate me to come back or, or leave the house, right? And so I, I got home last night and I told Katrina, I'm like, God, man, I told myself that I wanted to start the week off right, get a really good training session in today, and I just didn't feel like it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go uh, down to Gold's because I haven't gone down and lifted down there or what's now American Barbell. And, uh, you know, on the way there, I've got my like rock playlist. I'm getting my doing everything. Yeah. Doing everything. All the things <laughs> I know. Nickelback is Literally just blaring. No, but I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, uh, I wanted to share this with the audience just because, I mean, I, I think I like to think I'm a fitness guy. Uh, we're all fitness guys, but even, even to us, there's, there's moments like this where I just, I wanted to just get on the couch and do mm-hmm. nothing and just relax and call it a day. Um, but I had already committed to myself that I'm going to have a really good week of training. And, and part of that having a really good week of training is making sure I get Monday a good, a really good lift in on Monday to start my week off. It just makes a big difference for me. And so even though I came home and I was planning, I'm like, you know what? And I know it's like the worst time to lift around four or five o'clock in the evening because everybody's there. It's like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to let those excuses get my way. And then I head to the gym. Here's an example of a time I take a pre-workout. So I've got my pre-workout. I'm drinking on the way yeah, over there. Get some dopamine going. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm, <laughs> you know? right? Yeah. And I'm cranking the I'm cranking the rock music on the way. And I tell you what, I had a phenomenal workout last night. And it, it does remind me, uh, and this is where I think we're all a little bit different because I know you guys like to train at home or, or like your privacy in here and stuff. There's something about being in that atmosphere. And I don't know if it just – it. it brings me back to being an old trainer days mm-hmm. or it's getting ready for a show stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I get in that atmosphere of the, the gym packed and sure. you know, all the meatheads walking oh, around, I still and feel that. It's, it gets me, it gets yeah, me. I like being around meatheads. Yeah. Dude. It gets, it gets me going and it makes me, it makes me want to train and not sh- store a sh- stop a few shorts, a few reps short of a, a set. Like I put in the extra effort. It's, you know, so how do you I, feel today? I feel great today. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I feel real. I feel really good today, and I'm glad that I went and did that. So, you know, sometimes that helps just to change the atmosphere. Uh, it's also part of why I, you know, Katrina hates me for uh, spending having like ten. Yeah, I do. I, I, do. <laughs> I do the same thing. She, every time she canceled. Every time she goes through the accounts, she questions it every time. <laughs> why are you paying for this? Tell me when the last time you went yeah. there. I said, it doesn't matter. I yeah. might want to be able to do it. And this is an example. This hey, is why. This is why I don't cancel. You're a fitness guy, bro. That's, it's, it's worth it to you. No, yesterday, it's totally a yesterday I go home and uh, I told Jessica, I'm like, I want a fucking hardcore workout today. So get ready. She's like, okay. So I get home like, and I get the perfect playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, 
No, so I get home and uh, in my the way I like to work out in my garage is different than I like to work out in the gym. When I go to a gym, I like to do high volume. Machines, I, I like to hypertrophy, connect to muscle, squeeze, get a good pump. You know, do stuff that I don't have access to. When I work out in my garage, it's like it's old school caveman style. So literally, what I did was I t- I picked. One major muscle, uh, one major exercise per muscle group, five sets, five reps. Nice. Heavy, hard, played metal. It was hot because it's in my garage, so it's, it was hot outside. So I'm sweating, and oh fuck, I love those workouts. Yeah, those are the best. Oh, I love them, dude. They're just so fucking just angry. The yeah. problem with them though is uh, if I train heavy too often, man, it hurts my joints. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't do that shit all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I started uh, the, uh, what's that called? Mark Bell's, um, the the sleeve that goes over for slingshot. benching, slingshot for, for benching. Yeah, I started to like really like enjoy using that because of that simple fact because I would used to bench and just get after it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after I would just be like, oh my God, my shoulders hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. dying. And then I started using that like when I would get you know, up in weight and I was doing like one or two reps and, uh, yeah, that's been saving my ass, dude. But yeah, I start getting into that mode where I just want to kill, kill, kill. And yeah. then, and then like one of my kids will come in and start doing like gymnastic ring flips and things next to me. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like get out of here. <laughs> Daddy's busy. You know? It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to hit you with something. It's yeah. not safe in here right yeah, now. Yes. So I, I might need a, a, a gym access too. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Anyway, did you guys see the other article? Dude, here's one of the things I love about our private forum more than anything is I don't have to look for articles anymore. I, th- I swear to God, at least people ask me all the time, where do you get your articles or where do you read your research? Like people share them in our forum. Yeah. Somebody shared the other day a breakthrough. Now this could very well be one of the greatest breakthroughs uh, of our time. What? Yes. I did not see this. Yes. They were able, scientists were able to use gut bacteria to convert type A blood, type B blood, and type AB blood into O. What? They were able to convert all the other types of blood into the universal type what? O because you know t- type O blood is it's universal right. it's, it's the most wanted because it, everybody can use it yeah um, regardless of what is your type O negative is that the I don't know okay. I don't know exactly yeah. but anyway the, the what they did was they, they by using gut bacteria they were able to convert they, they alter it to alter it wow how I don't understand well they so spin it together or so what? blood types are just differentiated by the kinds of sugar that's found on the surface of the oh. red blood cells okay and type O has no sugars and so they in the past they were real they were trying to use enzymes mm. that could re- remove the sugars to turning them into type so O the bacteria is like eating it yeah but the problem is that the enzymes would destroy the they would destroy the the blood so they mm. couldn't figure out how to do it so then they looked into the digestive tract and they found that bacterial enzymes found in feces strip the sugars from the lining to aid in digestion in your gut Mm. and the same bacteria are working on the blood so uh is this a very effective now that they've discovered this they have to find a way to be able to to do it effectively and cheaply on mass but this could they've been able to replicate this process 
Uh, yes. Wow. But uh, they have yet to do it on you know on a large scale or right. be able to do it in a way where it's usable. Yeah. It's just a new way of converting blood into type Dude, O. Dude, that that's huge. Could be massive. Yeah. Could or be transfusions. Yeah, because that's always like I mean, trying to find the right match a lot of times is I mean, it's paramount it's to cool. just yeah. keeping people alive. Speaking of groundbreaking, you guys see what uh, Facebook announced today? No. That was literally today. They revealed its long-awaited cryptocurrency plans. Cryptocurrency wow. plans. Yep. So Explain. they're calling it Project Libra. It's a new type of digital money designed for the billions of people using its apps and social network. If the plan is successful, users will soon be able to shop with and and send stuff all through social media platforms using this new currency. And they've already got so it's so they have their own currency. They're yes. not allowing the use of other cryptos. Well, so it, as well, it'll be a variety of other merchants like Uber, Spotify, Mastercard. Will all also you'll be able to use their money to buy all these these things. So right now, I think they have close to like a hundred different companies like the Ubers, the Spotify's, Mastercards that are on board with it, mm. which means that it would be able to transfer it to that also. So if you had a Mastercard and you also own Libra cryptocurrency, you could pay down your Mastercard with mm. your your cryptocurrency. And or buy music on iTunes and things like that. Like so, they've already and by 2020, they're hoping that they've got you know thousands of people that will or uh, companies that will join. So how's this going to work? Is this like you you buy them with your normal money and then you have their their credit? It's uh, a, how does that work? Yeah, it's the same way though. You you buy crypto right it's now. Like so tokens it, at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> kind yeah, of, like, why, kind of. So what would be the benefit? Hmm. I get confused sometimes. Right? Well, I do too. Well, it'll be it'll it's going to make things so uh, so much faster and streamless and more protected, right? Mm. So you're you're more protected with it. It'll be quicker the way you'll be able to do it. That, I mean, that's what we're everything we're doing. We're just moving to this faster, more convenient way of purchasing. I mean, you've seen it already. This transition we've made in the last five years. Don't you guys think it's crazy how quick? I mean, I was literally today. This is what I was doing today. Today, I bought a pair of, uh, you know, uh, retro Reeboks. Weren't you just saying how you started? Uh, Shut up. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) That's beside the point. I bought a a Stormtrooper helmet, so I can't say (laughs) What? Yeah, I did. You guys are into some weird sex. Well, you know what? But this, this is a good example, though. Stop calling me out like that because it's true. These are not the droids we're looking for. I've made a point to not buy sneakers anymore, yet I st- they still got me this morning because I'm I'm just, you know, I'm scrolling on Instagram, up pops in my feed, uh, this outfit, I liked it, clicked on it, goes to the goes to a page, I go to the, the, the page of the brand or whatever, and I go, I don't know, I'm like, I'm scrolling through a few, I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to get a pair of these classic Reeboks. I click on it, and you can, it literally, from the picture on Instagram, it clicks, sends me right to the website to buy, double click on my iPhone, it's already... In my, you know, my address and like that, it's being shipped to my house in two days. Yeah, wow! Like it's like all a at, snap of the finger. Yeah, my face, fa- it face IDs me real quick to authenticate the purchase. Boom, done. It's being shipped to my house. Wow! I mean, so we're just, it, it's just going to get quicker and easier to where I mean, I, I foresee us being able to triple, triple hit something. And are you sure you want to buy? I and can't then you just wait say you, yes or in. I wonder if like, uh, like hmm. uh, brick and mortar stores will be like that. Where you'll walk in, you look at stuff, and you'll pick something up. You're like, I want this. Double tap. Yeah. It's already in your ca- cart. It's already been purchased. Yeah. And then you leave. It's, you have to wait. Scan your eyes and all. It's. I mean, it's the future, man. Yeah. We're living in the it. The future is here. It's here. <laughs> by MAPS Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, MAPS Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So 
what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. Eagle has landed. First question is from Adrian. What is the best rest time in between sets for building muscle? Best rest time. If you look at the studies, the studies are pretty clear and they'll tell you 90 that, seconds. That, yeah, 90, 90 seconds to two and a half, maybe even three minutes mm. is ideal for building muscle. But. Um, right. There's a, there's a big button. Caveat. There. Um, and not just from the muscle growth. Not my butt. Boom. Boom. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, here's the big here's the butt here. It depends on uh, a lot of it depends on what your body's used to. So now if you compare head to head um, rest periods and you compare 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 90 seconds, 120 seconds or whatever and you compare them, the longer rest periods up to a certain point do build more muscle. They allow for more ATP to be replenished. That's the muscle energy that you use when you lift. Um, they allow you to lift heavier weights um, and that tends to contribute to more muscle growth. The problem is if you stick to a rest period for too long, your body gets adapted to it and gets used to it. And switching out of that oftentimes triggers new muscle growth. I remember experiencing this for myself. Oh, me too. As a kid, I remember you know reading the magazines and all the magazines said for mass, you know, rest two to three minutes between sets and lift heavy. And so I did that on all sets, two to three minutes, heavy. That's how I train. And I remember... Uh, talking to uh, a friend of mine who was relatively muscular, and he says, uh, yeah, no, I only rest about 30 seconds, and I get better pumps. And I remember trying it out, and my body just responded, and I built muscle. And it wasn't because the 30-second rest was superior. because my body wasn't used to it. Right. Yeah. And the same rule applies if you're somebody who loves to, like, circuit train. If you're somebody who always does the 30-second or less type of rest periods, and you go boom, 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 and you're hopping around, and you're doing supersets, one of the best things that person could do are long, are short, or I mean uh, long rest periods and these heavy heavy sets, right? Where you just do five by five and you rest for two or three minutes. Like yeah. that person will end up b piling on a bunch of muscle just because their body is so adapted to the thirty second rest period. So uh, typically, what I would tell somebody when someone asks me a question like this, I, I before I respond, I say, well, "What are you currently doing?" Mm -hmm. And then whatever they're currently doing, I tell them like the furthest thing from that. Right, so whatever's the most. So if someone's resting sixty seconds, let's just say, uh, and that's what they do consistently, and I tell them to start resting for ninety seconds, not going to feel a big difference. But I tell that person to rest three minutes, that person will see a big difference. Or I tell that person to only rest fifteen seconds, big difference. And both changing changing that rest period either north or south will stimulate more muscle growth because it's a new adaptation. I would say 90% of people I've talked to, like I'm usually trying to get them to rest longer. Yeah. Just because of like the prevailing yep. idea of how to build muscle out there is like usually in a circuit-based kind of a training situation where there's like you're really cutting out the rest and you're trying to like build in this like cardiovascular feel to it as well and also like just uh, like getting the pump and, uh, you know, supersetting all the time and, and really cutting that, that, that time in between short. And it's harder to rest because if, if you're, your mentality is you're in there to beast out, uh, resting is, seems like counterintuitive. Especially mm -hmm. today in the, we live in the CrossFit era. Yeah. Right before that, I don't know, maybe not so much, but it's become so popular now to do build these little strength circuits where you have 
pull-ups, deadlifts, push-ups, mm-hmm. and a kettlebell swing, and you do these, you know, round robin circuits with like no rest in between exercises, like because that's that shit's hard. Oh yeah, you know, one, everybody one, loves that. One of my favorite things is to take an, an ex CrossFitter and put them through like a a you know power lifting type of a, a protocol oh, yeah. and give them long rest periods and watch them blow up. So, oh yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, I, real responsible. I even like mixing things up sometimes because traditionally you would consider long rest periods with really really heavy weight. But I like to do this sometimes too. I'll take a heavy weight and do like a double, so like two reps, and then cut my rest periods short. Now, yeah. I'm not going to be able to go as heavy as I could mm-hmm. if I did a long rest period, but I like to test myself with shorter rest periods and heavy weight. And that's yeah. a great combination. So after we, and we haven't released this episode yet, this episode is coming soon. Um, but after we hung out with, um, God, what's his name? Stevenson uh, from Fortitude Training. Mm-hmm. And he talked about cluster sets. Oh right, yep, yep, right. Yep, yep. I actually started doing that. I've been doing that since I seen him, and I love that. And it, it's that concept. It's four reps, fifteen seconds in between, mm-hmm. wow. and you basically want it's one long set. And mm-hmm. you can. What I found is I can lift pretty heavy weight. I can lift close to anything that I would be doing five to eight reps easily if I'm only having to do four. And that fifteen seconds rest is just enough for me to gather it back so I can do it again. And I find myself being able to do at least, you know, five to fifteen rounds of whatever it is that I'm doing. I really enjoy that. Yeah, right I now. would say for the average person, you're probably looking to rest anywhere between thirty to hundred and twenty seconds. That's kind of the range mm-hmm. that you'd want to look at. Um, and play within that range. Uh, the shorter rest periods, here's what you'll notice. 30 seconds, a real 30-second rest, There's gonna be you're going to breathe a little bit harder, probably going to sweat a little more. You're not going to be able to lift as much weight. You'll probably get a better pump. The longer rest periods, you're going to feel stronger. You're going to lift heavier weight. It's not going to feel as grueling, but it's gonna, it will have a different feel to it in terms of you know, how it builds muscle or whatever. So play, a while, play around with them. Enjoy the different rest periods. Get good at one, and then once you get good at one, Get good at a different one. So I was going to say, play around with it, but do it with some sort of structure so you can you can actually measure and see the you difference. Can assess it, yeah. Right. A mistake that I used to do because I understood that once that light bulb went off, that oh wow, lifting this lighter weight, rest lower rest periods actually ended up building more muscle for me because I used to be the long long rest period guy. Then I, then it became like I would just like sporadically just throw it into all yeah. these routines where then it becomes really hard to measure like how much gains you're getting from it or when you should probably phase out of it. So my recommendation is, you know, if you're following one of our programs, it'd be great. You, you, you run a rest period for a phase, you know, for a good solid three to four weeks and then switch the rest period in, in the next phase. If you're not following one of our programs, then that's exactly what I'd say to you is r- r- run whatever rest period you want for a good solid three to five weeks and then transition to another rest period for three to five weeks and do, be consistent with all of your lifts and, and pay attention to what you what you see. Next question is from Junior Wilson, 916. If you wake up with a kink in your neck or sore shoulders, is it okay to prime and work out through the soreness? If the soreness is turning into pain, is it better to stop? This is a good question. Um, now, I, I want to you know say this with a lot of caution. Yeah. Uh, because if if you have a kink in your neck or you wake up with a, a joint that's sore or you feel pain, oftentimes the right kind of movement and priming is the solution. Oftentimes. Oftentimes it's what'll solve the problem. Maybe not immediately, but it'll solve the root of why you're getting pain in the first place. Now, here's the caveat. Doing the wrong stuff will make it worse. Mm-hmm. So you gotta know what you're doing. Now, if I wake up with a kink in my neck, which happens sometimes, I have 
neck issues from jujitsu uh, for my past jujitsu use. I'll, I'll wake up with a kink in my neck. I know what movements help my neck. And so immediately what I do is rather than taking ibuprofen and not moving and hoping it goes away is I get up, I drink a glass of water once I'm up and awake, then I'll do my priming movements that help, that I know help my neck. And typically I'll be, I'm able to reduce the pain by a significant amount. Um, Justin, you, you, you've been dealing with hip pain recently you just yeah. went to Dr. Brinks yep. and he didn't tell you to not move and take no. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Take it off. No, I've been applying all those, uh, specific, uh, mobility drills and positions, uh, religiously and like, it, it's a frequency issue. So it's a frequency issue for me, not having access to certain ranges of motion and not actively trying to, um, you know, connect with that, that part of my body. And so that's been a real conscious thing for me to, whenever I can get into 9090, really work on that internal rotation, prime myself ahead of time before any kind of squatting or any kind of movement, but I have not stopped moving. And it has been a little more recuperative type movement. I haven't been adding a lot of intensity to my workouts like I was there for a minute, uh, except for my upper body uh, for the most part. But it's already starting to pay off. And it's it's been like a, a week, basically, of just like real conscious effort uh, to where I know it's going to be months of just consciously always doing this yeah. and, and making it part of uh, a ritual and a routine. So, um, you know, it might be something like that. It might just be that you slept wrong and you, you got a kink and you just need to, uh, you know, regain uh, alignment and like get, get movement and, and movement heals. It's, it's always hard to, to troubleshoot something like this over a podcast without right. being able to see the person move yeah. or, or know exactly what, what's happened to him. But what I will say is that in my experience with clients that, that deal with pain and joint pain, more often than not, so 80 to 90% of the time, uh, it's not like an acute injury. It's uh, it's normally a either lack of mobility or movement with muscles that then causes a lot of stress in, uh, on the joints. Because and that's kind of how Maps Prime Pro is designed. So that I would instead of priming or looking looking at the Maps Prime program as your answer, this is where uh, having Prime Pro comes in really handy because we went through every major joint and then we addressed all these mobilities and, and there's all the way up to the neck. So there's yeah. there's neck exercises. Prime Pro is the only one with any neck yeah. exercises. Yeah. So there's there's neck exercises. And so what ends up happening a lot of times is. You've got this major, this a major joint on the body, right? Whether we're talking about the knees, the ankles, whatever, right? Shoulders, one of these major joints, and then you have all these surrounding muscles. Now, those surrounding muscles are responsible for taking that joint through its fullest range of motion in all directions that it's capable of. And what ends up happening over time is that we stop using it in all those directions. When we were kids, we played and like all of we rolled, we tumbled, we climbed on monkey bars. We 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 do a really good job without even realizing it of exercising and moving these joints through their fullest range of motion and staying connected to them. And as we age, and this is like totally speaking from experience now, like I've felt this happen to myself, where we become more sedentary and we sit at desk and we drive in cars and we sit in offices and at computers all day long and we're not playing and rolling around. And And what happens is the body goes, hey, if you if you don't use it, you'll lose it. It starts to say, if, if Adam's not going to put his hands all the way above mm -hmm. his head, we don't need to activate the muscles that are responsible mm -hmm. to do that. But now here's the problem. Every once in a while, 
you're, you have to put something above a shelf or you have to do something. And then what ends up happening is the joint takes the stress instead of the muscles because you're no longer training the muscles that were supposed to assist the joint in doing that movement. You just start moving wrong. It's no different than, uh, like, you know, when I was a kid at home, I spoke uh, Sicilian because when I, when I, before I went to school, that's what I spoke at home to my mom and my dad. And I became, I was very fluent in Sicilian. As I started going to school, I spoke less and less of it. To the point now where I speak it occasionally. Now, what, what's ended? What's ended up happening? I've lost my fluency. It's no different. You mm-hmm. bought your body loses its movement fluency if you don't practice it and use it. And when you lose that fluency, your body's more apt to move in ways that are not optimal, and your joints are moving ways that are not optimal. Um, you know, your knee can move in a way that'll minimize any potential damage and give it a long shelf life. Or you can move your knee in a way where uh, it's going to cause a lot of wear and tear and you're going to cause a lot of pain and problems in a very short period of time. So that's what priming is all about. That's what, And that's why, you know, what Adam said, like most clients with pain, it's not because like when someone comes to me and says, oh, I have this shoulder pain. It's okay. Well, did you hurt it? Uh, well, I don't know. Five years ago, I heard it. So, okay. So it's healed, but it still hurts. Now we're talking about a chronic issue that has to do with just poor recruitment patterns and poor mobility. So once you figure out what your movement pattern issue is and your mobility issue is, the the path to fixing that pain is to to fix those things. Mm. That's what's going to take care of the pain. It's not getting rid of the symptoms by taking anti-inflammatories. It's not I mean I remember when I was younger if I hurt something or something hurt, the 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 answer was to not use it anymore. Like okay, yeah. just leave it alone. Don't move it anymore. No, the answer oftentimes is not that. The answer, the answer oftentimes is to use it, but use it in a way that gets it to move better. Well, and to to you know throw a little more caution out there for me, like I, my tendency when I have like pain or, and I feel like I have the answer for it is to overdo it. Like, and so I was doing a lot of mobility exercises, and I was like really trying to push through the pain, which was not aiding in any of my recovery. <laughs> well, you're, just, you're just a fucking bulldog. Well, I know there's other people out there that are like that. They're like, well, I, uh, okay, so if it's a neck thing, I'm just gonna scratch it, you know, like. <laughs> And uh, so, you, I mean, you have to be conscious of, of the threshold there. Like when, when your body's speaking back to you, like uh, loudly, like uh, that's when you stop. I, I also think that uh, we're seeing more and more uh, neck and shoulder stuff because of um, the phones and the computers. Like this totally. is, this yeah. is uh, it's not a, a new issue per se because, uh, you know, it's just natural as we age. The body's closing up and we're rounding and we're rounding over. Everyone's seen the, the seven-year-old grandma or grandpa that's walking around the walker. So it's not new. But I think it's accelerated uh, more than we've ever seen in history before because we now have these devices that we can't stop at a stop sign. We can't stop at a, a walking down the street and, and not, we can't be in a grocery store line. We can't do anything anymore of just standing there upright. We are all, right away. We default to looking down at our phone. And that just uh, it just exaggerates the problem. I mean, it, it, you, you just you have now you have forward head even more. We already are forward. And so. When you when you have forward head and you got these rounded shoulders and it doesn't take much sleeping the wrong way or moving a little wrong way to get this pain or your body bothering you, you'll this is why too when people go to like chiropractors and chiropractors pop them or realign them mm. in the neutral spinal line why it feels so amazing oh, it feels great what feels so amazing isn't the magic that he did on you it's that he stacked your joints correctly he put you back in the anatomical position where you're yep. supposed to be and that's what feels so amazing now the problem is. 
you got all these it muscles. Stay like that. Yeah, these muscles that are countering it because you're shaping the body formed over in this rounded position all day. So, you know, one of the best things to help somebody's neck and shoulder is to just assess where their head and their shoulders are. If they're in this weird, awkward, kind of rounded forward position, like, yeah, no shit your neck or your shoulder hurts because of where you're at. Like, stack them the way they should be and see if you feel that way. And then if it's really difficult to get you in that position, that's a that's a uh, an, an obvious thing that you need to work on, and that's where the priming comes in before every workout and addressing zone one. Next question is from Jake Bauer 7 How can you tell whether a study is BS or not? With so many contradictory studies, how can you tell what to believe? Yeah, I, I learned this a long time ago. I used to train. If Lane shares it, it's probably BS. It's if Mind Pump shares it, it's probably BS. <laughs> <Yeah. true. laughs> Shout out to Lane. <laughs> no, I used to I used to train this uh, this lady that conducted studies. This is actually part of what she did. Um, uh, she worked for I think it was Davis uh, um, University in, uh, in in Davis, California, and we would talk a lot about studies and nutrition studies and fitness studies. And she would ask me questions about the studies. How big was the sample size? Was it uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled? Mm. Did they duplicate it? And I, I remember being like, I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. So she started to explain to me the things you want to look at in studies. For example, sample size. This is very important because if I do a study on five people, that may not be a sample size that's large enough to really give me a good answer. I might have picked five people that all react the same way to a particular you know, uh, right. nutrition plan or whatever. But you could have picked 30 more and they all didn't react that right, way. Right, right. So sample size makes a big difference. You want to have a big sample size. Um, Double-blind, placebo-controlled is considered the gold standard. Now, what does that mean? Double-blind means that neither the people being studied nor the people conducting the test know who is getting right. the studied ingredient or who the who the people are that are getting tested with the you know whatever the the control is the, whatever the control is whatever the, they don't know so for example let's say i i i, I want to test and see if vitamin d helps with depression and i get uh you know 250 people and i give them half of them vitamin d and half of them i Sugar i give a, a placebo so it's got nothing double blind placebo controlled means that the researchers don't know who gets the vitamin D and the people who are getting who are being studied don't know who gets the vitamin D. Placebo controlled means we are also taking a side of this sample group and giving them nothing because you always want to test tor against nothing to see what the what the difference is. So that's kind of your gold standard. Here's the other thing too. Most nutrition studies are not controlled. They're not uh, double not blind, long enough. and they're not long enough. Most most uh, nutrition studies are are uh, surveys, mm -hmm. so most most of them are just hey, we're gonna we asked you know a thousand people how they ate, and then we asked them uh, three months later how they ate, and then we asked them a year later how they ate, and then we asked them five years later how they ate. And here's and what we, we know found. how flawed that is with clients like trying to report what yeah. food that they ate, you know, just for a week. Yeah. It's and it's also you also don't know. There's a lot of uns there's a lot of stuff sometimes that we don't necessarily see a connection. I'll give you this is a great great classic example. So now we know today that coffee for the most part and when I say for the most part if it's appropriate for you so if you have good tolerance to caffeine and you're otherwise healthy, coffee is extremely healthy by itself. Black coffee, right? It's got full of antioxidants. Uh, caffeine has got health benefits in and of itself. 
Um, it's not dehydrating like the, you know we were led to believe when we were kids. It's actually a decent source of hydration because it's got a lot of water in it. So for all intents and purposes, studies are pretty clear that coffee, if you're healthy, probably pretty damn good for you. Now, if you looked at the studies that were done 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, you would have read studies that said coffee is linked to cancer. Right. Coffee is linked to heart. people, yeah, bad Ele- hearts. Elevate your heart rate, yeah, pe- cort- cortisol spike. Well, no, not, just, not just that. Like The yeah. studies back then were showing like people who drink a lot of coffee had more heart disease, mm. had higher rates of cancer, and just died sooner. And so people thought coffee probably is not a good thing. Now, here's the problem. They didn't control for the fact that people who drank a lot of coffee 30 years ago also tended to smoke. Yeah. A lot of cigarettes. Yeah, you forget that. That was the thing. They went hand in hand. Yeah, black coffee and a cigarette was yeah. like the gold standard. For right. Something. So That's amazing. So again, if you look at if you <laughs> no. look at studies, <laughs> probably, <laughs> if you look at studies that show that uh, meat consumption, <clears throat> meat consumption is tied to cancer. You got to look a little deeper. Uh, people today who consume a lot of meat are tend to be people who are not health conscious. It's true. People who consume a lot of meat today, because we've been raised for the last 40 years to believe that meat's bad, health-conscious people, except for people in the know, health-conscious people tend to avoid meat. People who just eat lots of meat are people who are not health-conscious because, again, so when you break it down and you look and you see, like, wait a minute, these guys are consuming hot dogs. Right. uh, Burger King, McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah, cut those people out. Yeah, (laughs) lunch meats and shit like that. Anybody that eats bologna is definitely cut out. Yeah, (laughs) and, and also look at the rest of their lifestyle. Like, here's another one. Uh, multivitamins. Studies show that people who take a multivitamin live longer and have better health. Well, when they dive deeper, they find that there's a little bit of a self-selection bias there where... Right. What type of person actually takes the time to take a multivitamin? Yeah, the same person who probably works out and actually makes better food choices. That's right. So this is why it's important to look at... And also look and see if it's been duplicated. Do you know? I, I forgot what it was, but in the nutrition space specifically, a majority of studies are not... They can't duplicate They have a hard time. They can't. I've heard the same thing. Yeah, they can't replicate that same exact uh, the result. Like, That's they right. just can't do it. Let me let me put it to you this way. So just so just so you understand, um, the FDA's process for reviewing a drug and approving a drug to be sold as a pharmaceutical is by far the most stringent, regulated, insane process on earth. It's it costs I don't know how many tens of millions of dollars, maybe even a hundred million dollars to take a drug from conception to approval to be able to be sold uh, as a medication. Okay. So, uh, and this is for, uh, for all drugs. Uh, This is why you see so many drugs of the same category because it's so damn expensive to come up with a new drug that they're better off just taking an opiate and just tweaking it a little bit because they don't have to go through all the same vigorous, whatever. But if you invent a new drug, it's going to cost you Millions and millions and millions of dollars in about 10 years before it gets approved. That's the stu- that's how rigorous it is. And we're talking about studies on uh, animals and then human studies and trials and long trials and all this stuff. And guess what? Every single day, there are drugs that got approved by the FDA that have to get recalled yeah. because we've discovered that it did something else that Some we didn't see the study. Crazy side effect that was horrible. Yeah. So now I'm not saying this to freak everybody out and say, don't trust studies. I'm just saying, look at the studies, take them with a grain of salt, look at the big picture, uh, look at the context, and don't throw out wisdom. Yeah. Like, you know, there's still some wisdom there. So if you read a study that sounds kind of crazy, like study shows that people who drink wine, 
you know, uh, are healthier than people who don't. Okay, there's a little bit of logic, like a little wisdom that says, wait a minute, this kind of sounds fucked up. Like, what do you mean they're drinking alcohol every day? (laughs) Let's look a little deeper and see what's going on. Or, you know, compound in chocolate shown to do whatever. Or this study shows that fat oxidation increases with this substance. Therefore, this is a fat burning pill you're going to take. Like, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Like, here's what we know for sure. Whole natural foods, probably the best. Definitely the best for you. Don't overeat. Definitely, definitely true. There's a wide variety of ways people can eat to be healthy. There's societies where people eat Mostly plants. There's societies where people eat lots of meat. Those are all pretty healthy. When it comes to exercise, some activity is better than no activity. Resistance training, best way to build muscle. If you want to live in modern life, you want to have a faster metabolism, you should probably build muscle. You should probably lift weights. Getting good sleep and quality sleep, that's probably a good thing. Um, having good social connections, having good friendships, um, having a life uh, that's got stress in it, but you manage it well, so it's got some meaning. Like That's all stuff we kind of know. All the other details and stuff... I'd say take it with a, a, a grain of salt. With a grain of salt, look and see what the study says. Uh, look and see if there's other studies that are similar. Um, and again, be skeptical. I think is the best. Oh, yeah. That's the best approach. Be skeptical. Uh, yeah, definitely be skeptical. I'm, I'm like very much like I, I don't like to, to to be adamant about one thing. Like I, I just get pissed when people are like so confident in that one study. Well, yeah. Like for example, um, you know, people in our space like to talk about how safe and great artificial sweeteners are. And they're perfectly fine, and studies will show. And I'm, I'm a skeptical person. I'm like, well, you know, we created them. We invented artificial sweeteners. Uh, they're 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 synthetic. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so skeptical. But I'm saying, nah, it's probably not as good for me as whole natural foods are. Whole natural foods have been around since yeah. the beginning of I'm time. Wait it out. Yeah. So let's just wait it out and see what's going on. Next question is from J M Wardle. With both Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson going down with serious injuries at about the same time at the very end of the season, do you think these injuries are due to overuse and lack of recovery? Do you think the NBA could or should implement measures to limit these things from happening, such as shorter playing seasons, etc.? This is a cool question. Ooh. I'm so pumped that you guys picked this question yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we totally did. Yeah, I did because I told I told them on the post. I said, "Listen, if the boys don't want to talk about this, I I, I do want to talk about this because I think this is a, an interesting topic, and this is totally the conversation that uh, my best friends and I would have over mm-hmm. a beer over the over a beer and barbecue weekend type of deal, right? So you got first of all, let me explain to you guys so you understand the two injuries, so because then I know you can intelligently discuss. Well, Kevin this. Durant blew out his Achilles, right? Yeah. You told us about yeah. that. Well, originally. They thought he had a calf strain, and that's what they they said he had, and he was out for about three weeks. Uh, now, personally, when I saw it, I right away said, that's Achilles for sure. And what I thought was he probably just had a partial tear. He didn't have a full tear. He comes back in the the championship game. Goes hard and blows it out. Blows it out completely, right? Uh, And then Clay, Clay went up for a dunk. When he came down, when he landed, his knee did a little wobble, and ACL went. Mm. So he tore his ACL. So... Knowing that, and and the question, the way they're they're asking this question, do I think that some of this is due to uh, wear and tear, over usage uh, on the player? Hundred percent, I do. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Now, Clay's was a complete freak freak accident, landing like that. If he could have played that whole game and not jumped like that, and he could be totally fine. So, that's partially uh, a freak accident. Uh, I think uh, Kevin Durant's probably a little bit of over usage. Do I think the NBA should restructure or change things? Personally, no. no. I think this is why you pay these warriors. Yeah. And th- I think they get paid extremely 
high dollars because they're at risk. They put their bodies at this, risk. Yeah, this is gladiators. I mean, it's, right. it, like at the end of the day, what we're doing, we're we're paying to be entertained, and we're by people who are at you know obviously a level that we could never achieve, and they're throwing their entire body out there for us uh, on display, and so it's it's tough because you want to you want to uh, like empathize with with the athletes out there and like have make sure that they're being acknowledged and taken care of, but you know within the training and with the off season and you know the strength and like that all has to be like really strictly managed leading up into like really uh, you know high demand type situation like the playoffs. Well, or the final, the finals. I love that you you uh, compared it to like you know gladiators, right? Like the, of the old times, because that that's what this is. Obviously, we can't put two men in a ring into the death anymore. Too that's, bad, right? That'd be so. <laughs> but there's a reason. Pay per view like crazy. I mean, think about that. There is a reason through uh, all of human history we've been drawn to this, right? Yeah. Why, why, why? What is it about this that we love to see? And sports is a reflection of that because we can. It's the close now. To that point, I think if there if we continue to eliminate the risk of of injury and protect the players and protect the players, I think it'll actually start to take away from the sport because who would have back then wanted to watch two guys get in the you know into the Coliseum and play with Nerf swords? Right. You know what I'm saying? And we all sat like would it be super would people be into it if it was like a, a point scoring system and they had nerf no, swords the stakes aren't as high right because the stakes are so high you don't want to put yourself in that arena or you don't have the skill to put yourself on that basketball court it's so entertaining to watch these athletes who have trained their whole lives and at their peak performance battle it out and pot- potentially not die but could get really hurt and well, injure plus, themselves plus how many times have these athletes felt a twinge or first off I would like for them to pick one athlete that's out there competing that doesn't have something that's hurting at yeah, the moment I know. like good luck like anytime I've ever competed in anything you know when I was real heavy into judo or jujitsu at some point something hurt always something right. was always hurting yep. in my body and so with these athletes again you're sacrificing your body you're putting yourself out there and time and time again, you've gone out there while you hurt, and you came out victorious. Mm-hmm. So, what makes you think it's going to be different, any different this time? Right. You know, and plus, that's what makes you who you are. Now, do I think it's the trainer's fault? Do I think it's the league's fault? At the end of the day, you know whose fault it is: the player. They have all the responsibility. It's their body. Mm-hmm. Now, the the coaches and the and the trainers, their job is to identify these things and to be smart counsel. Like, who knows? Maybe Kevin Durant's trainer said. I don't think you should go out there. I don't, and maybe yeah. Kevin Brown said, "No, I'm he going out there." Ignored the advice. Oh, I absolutely think that's what happened. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely think that he shouldn't have. Which is also, I, and again, like all my buddies and I were all talking, like, man, so much admiration and respect for that man, knowing exactly that he had a major injury like that, that he shouldn't be out there, but yet he showed like immense heart. Right, put himself on the line. That's part of what makes the sport so. That's the drama of it. It is. Here's it's, the thing, dude. That's why we pay them. Yep. You know, like you don't want to admit that, but they make a fuck ton of money. Right. For a reason, because it's a short window. Right. And, and and that's tough to acknowledge that fact. But like if you go into different sports where the stakes are even higher, like a football or like a MMA or something like that, you like I'm an advocate of paying them more, mm-hmm. like especially in MMA. They're way grossly underpaid. One of, right. the, one of the saddest things I ever saw was uh, I went to a uh, a big fitness convention 
and there was an old pro wrestler there signing autographs. You guys remember the Iron Sheik? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was there signing autographs. And when I saw him, I grew up watching him wrestle and I watched, you know, WW. Back then it was WWF. And I remember he was probably 60 when he was signing these things, maybe 60, right? He had a cane and he could barely get up and, mm. and stand up and, and sign autographs. And I remember having a conversation afterwards and I told my dad about it. And I'm like, man, this guy was so strong and so muscular. And he goes, these guys. They they sacrificed their bodies, and then later on I met uh, uh, Joe Montana, mm -hmm. and Joe Montana. I remember watching him walk and being like, "What's wrong with his legs?" Yeah. And one of my buddies was like, "Oh, he's on so much pain medicine and, and shit like that." Just and you realize like that's the you know what do they say you know you sign your soul to the devil. I mean that's true here. You're what you're doing when you're going into these to, to this to this profession. You're gonna have fame, money power, glory, what you're not going to have is longevity, right. mobility, right. Yeah. you know, you're not going to have a long career. That's why you can't equate fitness in that equation. No. Now, now it's kind of cool too though is I this is also what I think is just part of the evolution of the sport. Um I'm a I'm a big fan of basketball and like have followed it and even watched like and read old history and how we got here. And it used to be that you you had a team but you played your like five best players the entire time like that's just it and then we seen like someone like dean smith come on the scene and start rotating through the players all the time so those guys could get rest and found that like oh if i had a decent maybe i don't have all a players but i got these b players who can come in mm -hmm. give my a players a little bit of rest put them back in mm -hmm. then they have more energy so they yeah. can pound the other team and then we saw that was the first big movement in this like player rotation thing and then you have coaches like phil jackson and you have popovich who have really revolutionized how they do it to the point where they'll actually, throughout the season, it's a very long season, they rest some of their superstars. A lot of times you would you would see... Yeah, it's a smart coach. Right. You would see some of our star players not start that game. It's not because he's not the best player or he's being punished. It's because he's being smart. Like, I know we've got over 80 games that we've got to play right now. I'm going to let my one of my best players sit this game out. And he would intentionally do that. Mm -hmm. So I just think we're we're seeing another uh, evolution of that and the teams of the future and and the Warriors are a good example of this. In fact, we are our, the tagline for the the last championship Warrior team was strength in numbers because uh you know Kerr was known for playing so many of the bench players and in fact in this this last championship run, you know, we I think we played like 12 or 13 players uh, in the championship game where I think the the Raptors would play seven. Do, do these players have uh, insurance? Are they able to, like, I know you were talking about how Kevin Durant was waiting. The next contract was supposed to be the big one. Blew out his Achilles. Do these guys purchase insurance in case of shit like that? No, no. And, and Why? Well, well you their can, contract, I mean, sure, is affected by that, right? Is, so because he's out of contract, he's fucked. If he was in contract, he's protected, right? So in contract... But do they have separate... Because you know how like singers and actresses and actors can buy insurance to like... They can insure like their voice hmm. or whatever. Like if something happens to me, I can't sing anymore... Right. I wonder if there is. They've got to have something like that. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of. I, I would I, do that shit. I, I can't imagine I that it. Um, I don't know. That's it's that's a good question. I don't it, know. I doubt. I doubt too many insurance companies without you paying a huge premium would take much. It'd be worth it, in my opinion. Well, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be worth. It'd be worth it for the athlete. You're right. That's no what I mean. brainer. But I. I would question what insurance company would take on a high profile 
athlete that would end up costing them a ton of money to pay them out. And the risk is so high. And the risk is so high, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, it's the reason why if you've got all kinds of, if you've got cancer and all kinds of stuff and then you go to the doctors and you try and get insurance, you're paying through the fucking yeah. roof because you're high risk. Right. An athlete would be extremely high risk. Yeah, you're take, a football player and you're like, I'd like to insure my, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah, get hurt. And like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, there's a 90% chance this guy's getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. What insurance company is going to do that without you having to pay yeah. like a million dollar premium? Yeah. I right? think that the few, the few, what you're seeing now in sports and the future of sports, in my opinion, is the being able to identify when you need to take an athlete out, when you need to uh, focus on recovery, when you need to train them in a particular way to prevent injury because mm-hmm. it's expensive to the, to the teams to have these injuries. It's expensive to the league, and it looks bad. The more injuries you have, the more sad stories you hear, it's kind of like a black eye you know, on the sport. Like if a football player gets just cleaned out with a hit and he, he gets a concussion and can't play anymore. It looks bad. Yeah. So I, I think what's smart, what they're, what they're starting to invest in is, is how to identify yeah, detection. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, we need to take you out now and we yeah. need, we can put you in everything. All your, this is already happening. Yeah, this is working on this that. is also why I love sports is yeah. we're going to, we'll see it in professional sports before we see it hit the general population. Yeah. Like you already, I mean the warriors before anybody on this podcast probably heard of halo or Nooney, that's or even HRV. The Warriors were already impl- implementing it into the system. Like they're already using mm-hmm. stuff like that. Part of the they have coaches on staff that are supposed to to track the steps mm-hmm. of their players in the movement. Like, oh, Iguodala is at you know he's done you know seventy five thousand steps this week, and his HRV is reading this tomorrow. He's light day. Back mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Who are we? Who are we? Just was it was it uh, Paul? Was it Paul that was using technology like that for his training as his athletes? Corey does. Corey, sure. Corey. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Corey who was talking about that. He does that already with his. He works side by side. He's the strength conditioning coach. He works side by side by the practice coaches and the, yeah. the, the team coaches. And he would tell them like, "Hey, you know, take it easy on Justin today. I, you know, he's measuring here on his HRV. We just had a hard training session, mm-hmm. so don't don't go balls and walls." So imagine, we're already starting to to do this. Also, imagine that some. This is what I think about when I hear about like athletes like this having these major injuries or whatever. I think about what a growth. I mean, what a challenge that you must go through. You know, like let's say you're a boxer. I was into boxing a lot when I was a kid, and you think about these guys who are just animals in the ring. Un- indestructible, and then they start losing, and you've I- you've identified so strongly with the fact that you're this amazing athlete, mm-hmm. and now you're not. Mm-hmm. Like what a what a hard like yeah. fuck. Like what do I do now? Oh yeah, it's heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. No, yeah. you guys should watch uh, on Showtime. Um, it's a documentary on Demarcus Cousins called Resurgence. So they documented when he tore his Achilles. So Demarcus Cousins is the center that's on right. the Warriors. We picked him up this last year because no team would touch him because he just tore his Achilles. And so they did a documentary on Showtime of his whole rehab and that the mental of like that happening to him. He was right. He was on pace to having a career year with the Pelicans. They were on pace to go to the playoffs and thought they were going to make a run at the Warriors back then. And then he he tears his Achilles, goes down and like what that crazy. Oh, yeah. So. It's I, I can't imagine uh, just it's like you lose your identity completely. You know, I'm this amazing athlete. I'm known for being this amazing athlete. Now I'm not. And we see this. Uh, that's a, a, definitely an example of. And that's we're using a professional athlete, but I, normal average people. I'm seeing this right now with my buddies' uh, dads that are retiring. Mm-hmm. That that's why you don't identify with your body. Don't identify with these they, things. They You're in for a hard fall. Spent their whole lives as a whatever say said job. 
and their job was to be a provider and a father and to work your ass off at this job. And then it's like now retirement's here. Depressed. And they're depressed as fuck because yep. who, who am I? And yeah, they're yeah. trying to figure out. And you, and I'm watching it be expressed in different ways. You know, I'm seeing, you know, one of my, I refer to being like a father figure to me because he is like a father who's like going down, like smoking cigarettes like crazy and like just angry and bitter and just not happy with himself and like depressed. Like, you know, then the other one's just like lost, confused. He's already bored of golfing. Like, you you know, so you're seeing this. I'm, I'm watching it firsthand happen. Like, whoa, like how important it is to not get so tunnel vision, which I know is important for success, but to be- Don't ca- identify right, with it. Right, right. That's it's, the key. Yeah, it's like you can be focused on an area, but it's not, it's it's not like those who you ho- are. It's like those Hollywood actors and actresses who right. are so good looking and so known for being good looking and identify so strongly, just can't fucking deal with aging. And they it try ju- and preserve it as much as they can with plastic yeah, surgery yeah, and yeah. everything. Well, my dad, when my dad retired, he just, he went crazy and just fucking, I mean, did the back, like tore up the whole lawn and made a- <laughs> planted all kinds of different plants and yeah. did the front yard and just you know it was like it was like months of just figuring shit out that I needed to be able to <laughs> reorganizing do. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a tough transition. Yeah. Anyway, with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can also find us all on Instagram. You can find me at mindpumpsal. Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Oh yeah! Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>